Hello, my friends. I am on the Rebel News journalistic mission to Israel and the United Arab Emirates, where we're going to be checking out the Abraham Accords. Is it a real warm peace between Israel and her Muslim neighbors? We'll find out and let you know along the way. It's also an exciting trip because we have about 45, I think, uh, rebel enthusiasts along with us. So it's it's part tourism, part journalism, part research. It's, it's a great thing and it's Rebel News does these things. We used to do them a lot more before the lockdowns. Anyways, today, though, our focus is back on Canada with Tamara Leach's trial. We have two reporters there, Robert Krejcik, Lincoln Jay. But here I want to show you a recap of the best of our Tamara Leach coverage. But I, I want to invite you to see the video version of it. Just go to rebelnewsplus.com. If you're a subscriber, it's 8 bucks a month. You get the video version of it. But that's today's show. Tonight, Tamara Leach on trial. It's September 6th, and this is the Ezra Levant Show. Shame on you, you censorious bug. Oh, hi, everybody. Ezra Levant here. As you can see, I am at night, but it's daytime in Canada. We just landed in Tel Aviv, Israel, for our rebel journalistic mission here. We've got half a dozen rebels with us, but we invited our most enthusiastic fans to see not just Israel, but the United Arab Emirates, because those are two of the countries under Donald Trump's Abraham Accords, the most surprising and hopeful peace treaty in probably close to a century, bringing former enemies, various Arab states and Israel into a true friendship. At least that's what it looks like. And we're here to investigate. We're going to spend a week in Israel, and then we're going to the United Arab Emirates to see if it is indeed a warm peace. So that's why I'm over here, along with Sheila Godreed, David Menzies, and some more of our team. But that doesn't mean that we're not paying close attention to what's going on back at home. We scheduled our Israel-Abraham Accords trip before we knew the dates for Tamara Leach's very important trial. As you know, Tamara Leach was, I would call her, the spiritual leader of the convoy, and she's been punished, therefore, by Justin Trudeau and some out-of-control prosecutors. The trial has begun in Ottawa, and although Sheila and I are over here, we're keeping an eye on it. We'll have some comments, but I'm happy to report that in Ottawa, based full-time, we have a reporter named Robert Krejcik, who's live-tweeting from the trial. Our reporter Lincoln Jay is there. Alan Honor from the Democracy Fund is there as well. So there are a lot of friendly voices giving close attention to what's going on over there. And I hope you follow it. TamaraTrial.com is where we'll have our updates on the trial. Sheila and I, and maybe David too, will have some occasional comments from overseas here. But of course, the people on the ground are the ones you'll want to watch. If you're on Twitter, you can follow all of this on our Rebel News Twitter account or on our uh, website where we'll compile things too. I, um, I want to show you uh, some of the highlights of our coverage of Tamara Leach over the last year. You know, I only had the pleasure to get to know her in the last six months, really, as Rebel News published her book, Hold the Line. Because what's so interesting about Tamara is she's the same person in public as she is 
In private, she's remarkably humble and remarkably positive. She's not a showboat. She's not an attention monger. She's a hard worker. She's a detail person, a logistics person. That's what her great value was to the truckers. But the greatest value, I put it to you, was that she insisted on a peaceful, friendly, love-all approach in response to the government's hate-all approach. And she was such a counterpoint to the bullying language and rhetoric and laws of Justin Trudeau. I mean, seriously, here's an example of a Tamara Leach Facebook video that she did at the time telling her followers to be peaceful and full of love. Here's an example. There's a lot of rightful anger at our government. But I want you to know that Justin Trudeau has three beautiful children. So remember that. We don't have to like what he does. But I'm going to ask you to pray for him too. And I'm going to ask you, when you fly a fuck Trudeau sign, that he has three kids, just like me. I pray that you all find forgiveness in your hearts. And I pray that you all find love, even when we don't understand it. Contrast that with Justin Trudeau and his angry face when he said, should we even tolerate the unvaccinated? Here's some reminders of that cad. Mais il y a aussi des gens qui sont farouchement opposés à la vaccination. Qui sont extrémistes. Qui croient pas dans la science, qui sont souvent misogynes, qui souvent racistes aussi. C'est un, un, une petite, un petit groupe, mais qui prend de la place. Et là, il faut faire un choix en tant que leader, en tant que pays. Est-ce qu'on est qu tolère ces gens-là? That's why they're coming for Tamara Leach. She made it impossible for Justin Trudeau and the regime media to color the convoy as hateful insurrectionists. They just couldn't do it when you had this lovable, loving Métis grandma as the leader of it, and you had peaceful truckers of every background and that festival feeling with the hot tubs and the bouncy castles. So I'm going to show you a few more uh, clips of the highlights of our coverage of Tamara Leach until this moment. And if you haven't yet got her book, I really recommend it. You know, I thought I'd follow the news pretty closely. I'm in the business and I've gotten to know Tamara Leach a little bit as a person, but I learned so much about her from the book. I, I thought I knew the whole story. I obviously didn't. And there were some infuriating things, a lot of behind the scenes things. So I encourage you to look at her book as well. You can find that on our website. I'm going to close because I'm in beautiful Tel Aviv. It looks like a vacation and it sort of is. You can see I've got my team name tag here, everyone. We've got about just under uh, 50 guests and rebels together. I just want to close by encouraging you to consider joining us on one of these rebel events. It's a real journalistic event. We are going to be doing journalism, talking to military people, diplomats, business people, people on the Arab side of the story, people on the 
Israeli side of the story. We're going to interesting historical, archaeological, and religious things. We're going to be doing journalism along the way. But what's fun is that we're bringing people along to be a part of it. So you will have the same access that we do. We're, we're here with about 40-something people, and we're going to be doing more events now that the lockdowns are gone, and now that there's no more vaccine requirements for travel. We're getting back into the events more than we ever have before. We've done a ton of events back in Canada, as you know. We've done book events, we've done documentary movie premieres, but we're going to be doing these sort of intensive, subject-focused, themed trips again. This one to Israel is a great example. We've got a cruise coming up in March. Uh, it, the cruise is pretty fun, but on the ship we'll be having panel discussions and Q&As. So I'd like to invite you to become part of what I call the Rebel News community. Because although it's a fascinating country, Israel and United Arab Emirates, and although we're meeting fascinating guest speakers, it's really fun to do these travels with like-minded rebels. In fact, we've got rebels from as far away as Australia who have joined us, so it's pretty fun. Anyways, that's it for me. I'm going to now leave you with the highlights, the best of our coverage of Tamara Leach. started off this convoy calling it taking back our freedoms. But our freedoms are nobody's to take away. So we're going to restore everybody's freedoms. Have a good night. See you soon, Tamara. Hold the line. After Leach was arrested, she was still counseling them, others quote, to, to commit the lies, essentially breaking the law to go home. People are grabbing onto me and crying because they've lost everything. Nobody's coming. Disturbing details tonight about conditions inside some of Canada's died by herself because I couldn't go to a long-term care facility. This is not right. Ontario is going into its third state of emergency. Because they got an essential reason. Oh, the fire will be
Main Street, a convoy of trucks and other vehicles protest vaccine mandates. say they are all the way from British Columbia this is a reaction to COVID restrictions. has been removed as conservative leader by his own caucus. He's been ousted in his position. In 1840, also freeze $10 million in donations to truckers. We're going to fight. And fight, fight till we get our country back. We're going to save our children, our grandchildren. And we're loving every minute of it. Your trial is coming up. And I want to be very careful not to get you to weigh in because I don't want you to prejudice your case. And obviously, we don't want to violate your bail conditions. We were careful with your book. Your book was lawyered in advance. Not that there was anything wrong with it, but we just didn't want to take the chance because the government, I think they have a vendetta against you. And again, we'll never be able to know all their motivations, but I think the government didn't like the fact that you challenged their narrative. And they didn't, if I may, they didn't like you personally because you you broke their caricature. Their caricature of the trucker convoy was angry, male, shouting, maybe a little verbally abusive. You are, I like to say, a five-foot-nothing Métis grandma from Alberta who answers hate with love. In fact, you turn the other cheek more than I ever could. I think that's why they had to go after you is because they said, we can't let Tamara Leach be the foil for Justin Trudeau and they wanted to punish you because you were effective. That's my personal theory. You can call that paranoia, but I don't think so. I think it's just, they, they wanted to take you out of the public conversation. I think you're right. And I think what really scared them the most was the unity that happened across Canada. It was very obvious and still is to me that they were dividing people by every label they could think of for the last few years. And I think that's what really scared them the most was seeing Canadians just drop those labels and just be so proud to be Canadian. I want to ask you a personal question. I, I have never been to prison as a prisoner. I've visited people in prison and I can sense how stressful it is, how uh, it makes you feel completely helpless. That was the chief feeling I had when I would sometimes visit people in prison. You were treated roughly, in my view. You were, tr- you were put in isolation. You were, you were arrested in jail for ridiculous reasons that judges later said, but still 49 days. I just want to ask you, how, how did you keep your sanity when all around you were losing theirs? It's like that poem by Kipling, If, to keep your wits while all those around you. Where did you reach into? Was it religion? Was it family? Was it a code, like a personal philosophical code? I don't know if I could have held out and been as positive as you are. I think I might have cracked. I think I might have turned bitter or sour. Can you tell me 
where you went in your heart or your mind to survive what I think was an abusive detention? That's a great question. Um, I often talk about how for me a lot of this has been like a divine journey, a divine adventure. And I just recognized the things that were inadvertently exposed, byproducts of the convoy, uh, you know, like the mainstream media, the banking systems, the corruption at corporations like GoFundMe, uh, government, <laughs> all levels of government. And I, I just felt like that was a divine, you know? And so when I got arrested, I just felt like, okay, you have more work for me to do. And, you know, I, I prayed a lot. Uh, my mantra was thy will, not my will. And you Christian? I, yeah, I was raised Christian. I also, um, have na my native spirituality and yes. And I've done energy healing and stuff like that. So I have a really nice hybrid of beliefs that, that really work for me, a kind of a combination of all of them. And, and all, at the core of all of them is love. And I truly believe that that's how we win. For months, Lish has been vilified in the media by the government and by citizen. However, Tamara, due to her draconian bail conditions, hasn't been able to defend herself and defend her reputation when facing the severe vilification. Tamara spent an incredible amount of time in jail because she dared protest Justin Trudeau. She spent 49 days in jail on minor charges. And on November 3rd and 4th, Tamara was able to speak for the first time in nearly eight months, Tamara was able to defend herself and say her version of events to the public and to the media. She did so during her testimony during the Emergencies Act inquiry. An inquiry once again that is occurring since Justin Trudeau invoked the Emergencies Act on February on protesters who were part of the Freedom Convoy protesting COVID-19 mandates. The inquiry examines the necessity of that never used before law to arrest anti-regime demonstrators, support our independent coverage of the commission, visit shirkercommission.com. Lish's bail conditions make it almost impossible for her to talk to the media. And Tamara gave a very emotional testimony. Watch some of what she had to say. Uh, we just sort of came to the same conclusion that we weren't sure if that was an idea that was that would be successful. I, I just felt like I needed to exercise my democratic rights. I have tried over the years emailing MPs and just never got a response. How had COVID-19 restrictions or mandates affected you personally? Well, I lost my job. Uh, my husband also lost his job on the same day. Uh, my parents run a pilot truck business and a lot of their business was uh, involved crossing the border, which they were no longer allowed to do because I was seeing families torn apart. The suicides in my hometown were so numerous that they stopped reporting them. Tamara Leish testified for close to a full day in total, beginning her testimony on the afternoon of, of November 3rd and ending it on November 4th at around 11 a.m. Leish was first examined by the commission and gave an incredible incredibly emotional statement when recalling how she felt after being arrested and how it has affected her life. Watch what Lish has to say. How has the arrest affected your life? <laughs> I've lost my job. I've lost my freedom of speech. 
I've lost my freedom to communicate with my friends, which was quite traumatizing because we just experienced something huge. And we didn't get any time to even sit down as a group and, and just talk about it and talk about our experience. We didn't have that opportunity. That was taken away from me. I have to be very careful about every move that I make. As you know, I was arrested on an alleged breach charge for attending a dinner in Toronto. I had the police show up at the place that I'm staying last weekend because somebody saw me outside smoking a cigarette. I have a daughter that I don't want her to be seen with me. Because I'm worried. I'm so sorry. Take your time. I have yet to see the particulars of the mischief that I am alleged to have committed. What's your opinion of the Freedom Convoy and Tamara Leash? I support them fully. Absolutely, yes, I do. I'd rather they not occupy the city in the middle. Very much better ways to get your message across. Have you heard of the name Tamara Leash? Yeah. Yes. The organizer? Yeah. What's your opinion of her? I mean, all that I know from her is that she broke her parole a few times and they've been after her for that. That's... Oh, I think it was stupid. I've got no opinion of her. I'm, I'm not too familiar with her situation. My personal opinion? She doesn't bother me. I wish they would let her go free. Do you agree with the movement of the Freedom Convoy? No. no. Do you think that the organizers of the movement should be jailed? Jailed? I don't know. <laughs> 
do you think she should be in jail for having organized the, the convoy or for having allegedly break, uh, breaking her bail? That's not for me to say, but she broke her parole and for that she should be in jail. Yeah, I feel like she should be in jail, honestly. And I feel like she's always like back and forth with like breaking parole and stuff, you know? Like she's always like, I hear news about her always being coming from Ottawa, like coming in Ottawa to, you know, go to well, What news have you seen about her? Well, the bail, the parole, or recently, in the recent weeks? Just like um, what I've seen on like the news, just like um, she, I think she lives in Alberta or something, and then she got caught like um, breaking her parole, like talking to her Freedom Convoy organizers, and then she came back here to Ottawa to like um, talk about like if she broke bail or not, and it just keeps going back and forth. She keeps doing it. <laughs> It's just like, like should just stop doing. It. <laughs> she should stop doing it. Yeah, like if you're breaking parole, maybe you shouldn't be doing that. Well, I'd have to take a closer look at you know exactly what they did. I, I'm not too sure what the fact situation is. Um, the extent to which what they organized was not law-abiding. So, like I said, I'm not too familiar, so. Well, if they do something bad, I mean, yes. Should be set free. Absolutely, yeah. Why, what's the reason for you supporting the Freedom Convoy? Freedom of speech, it's been violated. And so I just believe that this is a travesty against our country. There's other people that deserve to be jailed more than her. <laughs> Can you explain to me what happened? Uh, I was helping uh, write. <laughs> I was helping uh, write uh, free Tamara and free Pat King political prisoners ac across the Wellington Street, and I was pulled over and given a fine of $1,130. What did you use? What did you use to write that on the streets? Chalk. Chalk. So rain. it's erasable. Yes. Rain, goes, rain, rain, rain will wash it right off. How much will your fine be? $1,130. Uh, that's with the victim surcharge, I believe. And what did the police tell you concretely about why they apprehended you? Uh, they, they actually talked to me because I, I was in the midst of, of finishing the ass and said they were, you got to come to talk to me. And they, they, they figured they'd be able to give me a fine instead of criminally charging me with uh, criminal mischief because I explained to them that it was not paint, that it was actually chalk and it was washable. Now we're standing outside the remand center. More specifically, we're standing outside the Medicine Hat Police Services uh, Station. Of course, the remand right beside us where she's actually being held right now before her transit to Ottawa takes place. Now, this is going to happen because of the breaching of her bail conditions. And we're expecting to see that transit tomorrow, at which time... Well,
Well, she's gonna have to face the justice in Ottawa. But right now, thanks to 23,000 people that have signed up, and well, more specifically, signed the petition at freetomerit.ca, well, they've said that, why? Why is she being arrested? She broke some bail conditions because there was a picture taken of her with somebody who was also part of the convoy? This is getting a little out of hand. I think that's what these 23,000 people thought. So what we're gonna do today is we're gonna go in and hand this to the Medicine Hat Police Services and let them know what the people really think. That was really bad. Okay. Uh, we just have a. It is a petition to drop off. That's all. It's not an interview. I'll get you a second. Okay. Thank you. All right. Um, so, we just have this petition uh, that we're dropping off today. Uh, of course, being the guys who uh, pulled in Tamara or arrested Tamara, so to speak. I can tell you she's not with us. Yep. Um, so we can take the petition, but I'm thinking that the better place for that to go would be to the your member of parliament's office mm -hmm. rather than here. Well, I mean, here. the member of parliament isn't the one who put the cuffs on her, right? Uh, and I think that's what these 23,000 individuals also think is that what happened wasn't correct. And considering the partial involvement, I understand not full involvement, but uh, considering that the orders came from Ottawa and they were pursued here. I think those 23,000 people and growing online would like to give this to you guys so that you know how many people believe that what happened was wrong. So many people have asked me that if you're going to run for politics, and it's not something that I ever really wanted to do, but um, I, I think it would hobble me too much, honestly. I think, I think I'm better served outside of politics where they can't put any change on me, so to speak. I mean, unless we can, unless we can change the way that the system works anyways, you know, we've... Uh, yeah, it's, it's, a, it's a tough gig. It's Mary Ulini here with Rebel News at the Church of God in Aylmer for the final stop in Tamara Leach's book signing tour in Ontario. The novel details the unfolding of the Freedom Convoy from Tamara Leach's perspective when it took to the nation's capital in January and February of 2022 in opposition of government overreach under the guise of COVID-19 related public health measures like border restrictions and COVID-19 vaccine mandates. If you'd like to get a copy and find out about future book signing events, then you can do so by checking out the website, theconvoybook.com. We're going to wade through the crowd, the nearly 300 person crowd here and find out what brings people out tonight. So let's check it out. Hi, so what brings you out to the Hold the Line event tonight? Tamara Lake. Yeah. Yes, absolutely. I'm really excited to meet her. And I've read her book. We read and I was book. just fascinated with it, and, and I, her strong faith and her steadfastness is what struck me so much. What brings you out to the event tonight? Um, just to get my book signed by Tamara Leach, because she gave me hope when there wasn't any. And my husband coerced me into coming with him tonight. <laughs> he won't be on camera, but for anybody who's watching, he did get a book, so he will be able to pass it on to you. Well, I think I'm more or less curious about how can the Canadian government is violating our rights. 
And so it's good for me to take some lessons and be exposed to some of the other side. After a two-day bail review that took place last week and the official ruling from today, it has been concluded that Tamara Litch will not be going back to jail to await her trial. Now, if convicted, she could see some time behind bars, but we're just going to have to wait and see what happens. If you agree that the federal government needs to stop the political persecution of protesters, we have created a website and a petition that you can sign to show that you simply do not agree with these terms that the federal government is trying to throw down on peaceful protesters. The website we have created is called freetameralitch.com and through that website you can sign our petition if you simply agree that this political persecution needs to stop. Now I'm very curious as to what some of the residents here in Ottawa feel about the bail review. I'm sure a lot of them aren't even aware of the news at the time that I'm recording this so I'm going to break the news to some of them and get some reactions, just see how some of the people here in Ottawa feel about the ruling. Let's take a look. Well, honestly, to tell you the truth, I, the only thing I can say is, um, I'm so sorry all this has happened, it's come to this. Um, the judges rule as they see fit. Um, I studied law. Uh, I'm not involved in the case personally, I would have to say, uh, I don't know what to say, really. The judge made the correct decision. This is a, this is a ridiculous circus. Uh, it's a political circus. Everybody knows it. Even the fake news who, like, spew the lies. I understand that she was supposed to be accepting some kind of award, and that was why she breached her bail conditions. But I think as long as she adheres to her bail conditions and isn't involved with any other convoys, she shouldn't have to remain in prison until the trial occurs. My overall thoughts is I think it just should be over with. I don't really think she needs to be on bail. I think she should just pay a fine and be gone. I mean, it's civil disobedience. It's not like it's, she didn't have a uh, AK-47. She didn't rip off this, the city or anything. So anything more than that seems ridiculous to me. She should go, I send her to Ukraine to fight there for freedom, and then we'll see freedom. Fight for you. freedom, go to Ukraine, and don't stay here and, 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 and just destroy everything. So because you don't, know, you don't know the world and you don't have a clue what's going on. Or I send you to Syria for a change and fight against al-Assad and see you fighting for freedom, not walking around here and bothering people. And yes, whatever she has to pay, she should pay. That's it. I think that if she accepted a reward in the public, like was it publicized and like on television or for online. online, so with followers to view, so that continues her message. I think that she should be remaining behind bars if she has that would be considered a breach. But it all depends on the judge. Constituents of Medicine Hat and Cyprus have had a lot of messages for me. They support Tamara. They're, they're appalled that, that Justin Trudeau, uh, Eastern elite media, uh, have this has gone as far as it, as it has. Um, but for the people of Medicine Hat, I would say, first of all, I'm grateful to represent them. Secondly, keep fighting for freedom, economic freedom, individual opportunity. Um, you know, it, it's no surprise that Tamara comes from here. 
uh, Medicine Hat's a beautiful city where people value the opportunity to help them, themselves, help their family, help their community, and value the opportunity to work hard and get ahead. And then again, I'm so pleased that Tamara's taken so much risk, uh, shown stuck in so much with her her beliefs and her, uh, you know, her, her thoughts, and I'm glad she did that. Well, and what do you make of the alleged breaching of her bail conditions and the actions that have been taking place after because of it? Well, you know, I, I guess I'll leave that part to, to the judges and stuff. And but, I, but I'll say this, in a world, we live in a catch and release world where people that can commit several, you know, offenses get released immediately, um, where there, it seems like there's not a lot of uh, penalties or, or, or justice for a lot of things that happen. Here we have a five foot tall, uh, down to earth, hard working, risk taking, uh, sticking with her with her values, Albertan, who's already spent what seventeen days in jail because of mischief. Uh, is that the kind of society we want, we want to live in, where our our freedoms, our individual opportunity to to express ourselves, our civil liberties, and and. Uh, you know, are, are, are so ramrodded. And uh, yeah, it's, it's, it's a difficult time. Um, but, you know, we saw it here in Medicine Hat where hundreds of, of Medicine Hatters texted me two or three days ago when she was put back in jail, appalled. Uh, several of them were down here peacefully protesting. And uh, yeah, it's, uh, it, it's, it's, a, it's a scary time for those of us that believe in, in economic freedom, individual freedom and civil liberties. You can see a pattern over the last few years. Anytime you run against the narrative that racist is their go-to. Uh, which is really unfortunate, right? Um, these people are hardworking blue collar men and women. We have different cultures on on this convoy, taking part in this convoy. So it's really disappointing that they would report stuff that they really don't know anything about and haven't even taken the time to actually investigate. So I think what's happening, as I said before, is they're just being exposed, right? They're just being exposed for um, who they are, which is which is quite terrible. The last thing I am is a racist. My heritage is Métis, right? We took the clan mothers with us to the service today because we felt that it was important because after this, we all have to heal. And there's so much healing to be done already uh, with our, all of our First Nations communities. And I, I felt that it was really important to have them take part in this, right? So uh, it's, it's really disappointing, but not surprising. Did you, did you draw that? Oh my God! Freedom of choice. We as a people need to stand up and uh, for what's going on here right now, I think this will be probably our last chance to change what the government is planning for us all. I think a change of government. They need to change the government. We need to step up as a people and fight for what we had to bring that back, right? There's patriots out there. Um, they never would have thought that they would have had to fight for their freedom twice in their life, right? I think once in their life for, for any for any man is enough. And that's that's where it has to end. It has to end here. I've gotten so many messages from people saying, you know, my son wanted to be a firefighter before, but now he wants to be a trucker. <laughs> it's it's amazing, right? They're heroes. These guys are heroes. Honestly, they're they're taking time away from their families. They're sacrificing their income to take a stand, but. It started as the trucker vaccine mandate and, and now it's just become for all Canadians. 
right? They're here to fight for all Canadians. I'm 34 years in this country. Me and my wife were thinking about leaving, already selling the house and, and leave somewhere else. Go to, I don't know, Mexico or go back to Poland. But after what I see in here, I'm not going. I'd rather fight. The federal government has invoked the Emergencies Act to supplement provincial and territorial capacity. The federal government is saying banks have already started to freeze. If you are involved in this protest, we will actively look to identify you and follow up with financial sanctions. On Friday, the only violence I saw coming from was the police force. I just saw violence. I saw aggression. I saw threats. I saw so much bad things happen that day, but that was not from the protester. When I saw them with flower, peace, saying to them, we love you, same if you are against us. That break my heart. When I saw window being broke and trucker that lost everything, their life, their business. Being dragged out of their vehicle as criminal when they just fight for having back the basic freedom. That is not Canada. good chance well I think it's inevitable at this point but uh, I'll probably be going somewhere tomorrow where I'll be getting three square meals a day <laughs> and that's okay I am um, I'm okay with that and I want you to know that I'm not afraid Well, that's our show about Canada. I'm standing here in Tel Aviv. It's a fascinating city. You have ancient Jaffa behind me and then you have modern skyscrapers around me. We'll be going to older places still and perhaps one of the most newest places, new places in the world, Dubai, where we're gonna see if this peace deal is indeed warm. That's it for today from all of us at Rebel News to you at home. Good night.
and keep fighting for freedom.